Hi everyone. This is the bonus episode of the Human Works podcast. In this episode, I'm sharing with you the interview I had with the Leaders Hub team. They approached me to talk about how can leaders navigate through crisis. We touched upon a number of things in this interview, from inclusion and hybrid workplaces to leadership vision and strategic planning, and how to build a learn-it-all culture. I hope you enjoy this, get some valuable insights out of it, and get some ideas which you can implement. I also need feedback from you in terms of what do you really like about the Human Works podcast? What are the things we should be improving on? And give me these details either via LinkedIn uh, or by a DM or an email. I'll really appreciate your input and feedback. So let's dive in and listen to the interview now. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Leaders Arm series. I'm Shreyan, and today we have with us global thought leader, advisor, and coach, Mr. Anish Lalchandani. Anish is a global thought leader and author on the future of work and human capital. He also works at the intersection of people development, culture, and transformation, and has led various initiatives like CEO development, leadership assessment, and people leader capability. He also has extensive industry experience in integrated logistics and supply chain, property management, and banking and financial services with some of the top brands in their field. In addition to his corporate experience, Anish has also been on non-executive boards and committees for various non-profit organizations since 2018. He also mentors founders and CEOs of startups, mainly focused on HR tech and social impact projects. We're extremely honored to have him here with us today. Welcome, Anish. Thank you, Shreya. Really appreciate it. So to start this off, can you give us a brief about your journey in the corporate world? Sure. I mean, uh, it's very, very tricky. I mean, when I look at my career journey, I don't think so I ever planned it, if you ask me. Uh, but I think one thing I definitely would say is, uh, which I clinged on to, was curiosity. Yeah, And I always cultivated curiosity to kind of, you know, learn new things. So if I look back, uh, when I graduated studying economics and business management, you know, I was really curious to understand how businesses are run. And that led me to experiences in customer and client kind of uh, services. And I was like really intrigued to see, you know, how people interact, what's the consumer behavior like, et cetera, et cetera. So, so that was one first phase of my career, if you ask me. Uh, that led me then to be, you know, be curious to look at how do we really form a business strategy? How do we really look at people's strategy? And I ventured into doing a number of programs and initiatives, which are kind of around MA, culture transformation, uh, talent transformation, learning innovation, et cetera. And, and I got more interested then in the talent, leadership, and culture space. And that's why I think, you know, possibly for the last 10 to 12 years, I have been spending my time in, in that area. I've been fortunate enough to work with really amazing leaders. You know, and also some amazing brands like GE, Jones Lang LaSalle, Standard Chartered, and now at AP Muller Musk. So if I look at my career journey, I think, you know, what I definitely see is there are two things which stand out for me. Uh, the first is, I think, you know, I always had this inkling around, you know, how do I unlock people's potential? You know, how do I really kind of help them do the bold and ambitious things they want to do? 
And second, I think for me has been also looking at alignment with values. And that in a way is very important for me because I definitely see that as a good quality of authentic leader. So I think it's been an interesting journey, different industries, different areas, uh, but I kind of really, you know, uh, appreciate all the experiences I've got so far in that journey now. Yeah. That's really inspiring. Uh, I like how the curiosity has gotten you into the position you are today. And you clearly mentioned that you've got a lot of experience and a lot of diverse experience as a global talent leader. So what are some of the talent management practices that leaders can implement to aid the future of work? So I think uh, the, the focus on talent definitely has been increasing in the last number of years. And, and there are multiple ways, you know, we, we can look at talent management. And I think there's a traditional way which a lot of companies continue to do, where they focus on top talent, uh, succession, top leaders. But I think I find it now with the way the future of work is evolving, uh, that's actually not very inclusive. We really need to think of inclusive and integrated talent management practices. Every individual and employee is a talent. They bring in their own strengths and they have a specific role or kind of work to be done. So how do we unlock their potential across the workforce? So it's not about just looking at, okay, we have top talent, which is top 1% of our leaders and we support them. We really need to look at if we have a workforce of 50,000 employees, how do we build and manage talent for 50,000 employees? And how do we really help them to, you know, be the drivers in their careers, if you ask me? You know, how do we really support them with uh, ecosystems, with mentors, with development initiatives, so that they can drive their careers forward. And that's where I see, I think, with the shift in the way the future of work is evolving, talent management also needs to evolve in that sense. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree with you on that one. We've uh, seen a lot of changes since uh, the pandemic. And one of the main ones being, you know, remote work and hybrid workplaces. So when it comes to hybrid workplaces, how can companies maintain an equal platform for the people working from home? while their co-workers are in the office? So, so that's, a, that's a great question, Shreyan. Uh, one thing for sure is that we would continue to have hybrid working. Yeah, I know there are organizations which are kind of you know, asking people to come back to office uh, and we are seeing kind of, a, kind of a bit of dissonance around that. So the trend definitely is that the workforce would work from different places, from office, from home. I think what we really need to focus on is, uh, I think less about equal, if you ask opportunities, but more about equity. And let me explain what I mean by that. So equal is all about, we give same support to each and every individual, but equity would be essentially, everyone gets the support they need. And many organizations are really not doing that. And that's where they need to start shifting their focus and thinking on. Many organizations are giving all the tools required, which is, you know, like uh, your laptops, your Zoom account, et cetera. That's great. But every individual has unique needs and how can they meet that unique needs is very important. That's where I think, you know, the focus on leadership capability and the culture, which, which is kind of, you know, which, which needs to be kind of grown, that kind of gets into the limelight. We really need to start thinking of outcomes, not visibility. How many people are coming to office, for example? That should not be the focus. The focus should be what are the outcomes and how do we really create a 
psychologically safe place where people can learn and grow and contribute. And that's where, as I said, leaders play a critical role because the way they, they have been managing teams is shifting and changing. They need to really think differently now. They really need to create that ecosystem where people can come and openly talk about things. Yeah. So it's a huge responsibility on leaders. And I know some people will thrive and many will also struggle because what organizations need to start doing is starting to focus on building that leadership capability. Yeah. So I think if you start focusing on leadership and culture, we would definitely be able to create equity in the workplace, even if people are working from different areas, et cetera, I would say. That's very true, Anish. I think uh, the leaders really need to make sure that, uh, you know, all the employees, especially the ones who are working from home, they all feel, uh, you know, it's all, it's easier for them to work. And as you were saying, the equity is very important instead of just equality. I completely agree with you on that. Yeah. So uh, crisis can take us by storm, as we've seen in the last three years. And while some companies are quick to implement changes, many are not prepared for these scenarios because they're dealing with issues in the present. So as a leader, how can one balance planning for the future while being present for your employees? That's a really good and a tough question, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but my, my candid take on that is uh, it's really hard for leaders to have all the answers. It's great to plan, do scenario planning, but no leader has a crystal ball, if you ask me. Yeah. And I think actually that's also the test of leadership in terms of, you know, how can they lead when they don't know what to do? How do they really manage that ambiguity when that comes across? Yeah. And I think that's what I like about what Satya Nadella says, you know, so we need to build a culture of learn it all, not know it all. So it's really tough to know everything, but if you have a learning agility and learning mindset, I think we'll be able to crack any problem what comes, if you ask me. Yeah. So that is a way I look at it. How do we start balancing some of that? Because some people expect all answers to be there and leaders need to be comfortable with not having all the answers. Actually being very honest and open to say is we don't have all the answers. Let's figure out how we can do this, how we can solve this problem, if you ask me. So again, I think it goes back to the leadership capability in many ways. Yeah. So some people would really thrive, but some will struggle. But what I've seen definitely is there are two ways most of the leaders have actually managed this beautifully. Yeah. One is uh, leaders focus actually on building a vision yeah, where they can inspire every, each and every employee around it. So there's a common goal and they create a vision collectively and co-create that and people really go behind it. So that's one. And the second bit, I think, you know, many people actually after that possibly don't do or get too much involved in the detail is to empower the teams to do what they do best so that they can take the risks, they can then innovate. And I think the focus for leaders should be to start thinking about strategic aspects and let the teams do what they do best. But if you know people start to micromanage and some leaders do that, that's where I think the shift comes in where they're not able to think about the future. There's so much in the present and today and now. Yeah. And that aspect would be a bit of a struggle for people. And that's how I would think if people have leaders actually set a great compelling vision and empower the teams, they can easily balance and see how they can manage all the ambiguity which comes in the future. 
Yeah, definitely. If they create the right balance, uh, you know, between empowering and managing the team, can definitely inspire them to work towards uh, any crisis that takes over. So, uh, do you? This one is an open-ended question for you. So, do you have any messages or updates for our viewers that you want to tell? So, I think see, uh, so far we talked about number of topics like uh, leadership, culture, uh, equity, you know, and future of work. And I think, as we know, uh, business models will keep changing. The disruption is here to say, stay. Yeah. And we really need to think of how do we really manage that? And one of the best ways, I think, in my view, is to really build an inclusive culture where people can grow and thrive and focus on a sustainable way to do skill building. Yeah. And how can we then prepare our workforce as we we're talking about talent management? Yeah, I think it's about really now looking at our workforce. And how can we really prepare them for the future? So if we are focusing on a sustainable way to build skills, to upskill our workforce, and to make sure that you know, people kind of you know, really know how and where they can navigate their careers, I think that will really help us in the long run. And you know, if people are keen, uh, this is a topic I usually talk about in my podcast as well, which is Human Works, where we talk about you know, upskilling, future of work, and digital exploration. So that's been, I guess, overall, I would say my last points around, like, how do we really make sure we can upskill people so that no one is left behind? Well, that's truly inspiring, Anish. Thank you for sharing that with us. It's been a great interview. It's a pleasure to have you on our show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Shreyan.